0: Welcome to Your Own Words, a podcast that celebrates the love of reading with real people and real books, both critically acclaimed and slated. Listeners are encouraged to read along and join the journey through the libraries of friends newly discovered. This podcast may contain spoilers, feminist rants, curse words and mispronunciations of names, cities and more. Well, hello.
1: Festive greetings. Happy
0: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. What else is happening?
1: All of the festive things. Teas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. If you're listening, are you hiding from your family? Uh, <laughs> are you a lone <laughs> wolf at Christmas like me and Bowie? Has your weird uncle started telling you bad jokes? You're just like I'm drunk need to, again. Yeah. I need to hide myself in the basement for a minute, and put on a podcast, and escape my horrifying relatives and their political views. They're going to do this whole podcast in Christmas-themed with true-army quotes. Oh, and there will be the sound of jingle bells yeah. behind the entire episode. It
0: was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not the creature was staring, not even a mouse.
1: Do we need to like pay some royalties to read that? Probably? Oh, no, he
0: died long ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he very dead. He very dead. He very dead. <laughs>
0: My father used to, every Christmas Eve, would recite that whole poem and I would do the actions as a kid. Oh, that's very sweet. And then I'd be put to Beddington (laughs) to await Santa. Oh, I do remember putting mince pies and carrots out for the reindeer when I was very, very, very little.
1: Put cookies and milk. Yeah, I remember doing that. the carrot, yeah. And then, I mean, that would be one great thing about parenting. (laughs) is like you get to, to snack on shit. Yeah. Santa loves whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> we must fit out
0: whiskey as a, mm. little, a little bottle of Chardonnay. Santa's like a
1: really <laughs> big fan of a Rioja. Um, so give him a magnum of that, I think. <laughs> Just
0: going to make some cocktails all evening. Why are you making cocktails, Mama? Santa's all of the reindeer Santa. need cocktails or they can't fly.
1: <laughs> um, so we're doing something different and crazy today it's very weird we don't have a book yeah. to talk about no. we have many books although we are
0: currently surrounded by surrounded books. by christmas present books. books everywhere
1: oh my god the best christmas ever um we are gonna do a bit of a, a roundup of the year a 2019 roundup a reading roundup <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a horrible <laughs> children's show um just about like w- the 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 books we've read this year, um, the podcast so far this year, kind of what has happened in 2019. And as well, we have lots of fun and sometimes insightful, sometimes silly uh, questions from listeners and from guests um, to delight
0: you all with. We will try and answer them, Um, but you may have picked up on the fact that we're not very functional when it comes to answering questions off, off the cuff. I mean, I, I feel like we haven't nailed that one yet and the whole podcast. Well, Here are some um, thoughts <laughs> and stuff oh. about things. And so
1: anyway, how many ums am I going to have to edit out? <laughs> how many have there been the whole year? I have you count. done your year in ums? No, I should have done that, but no. <laughs> you
0: have like a, an episode which is just um, um, the Just a um. Cl-
1: me saying um 70 million times. Uh, it's roughly 70 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh okay uh should we just should kind we of dive like, in yeah why not we'll see where this takes us it's a whole new <sighs> format ways. all right let's start with some some softball questions <laughs> uh question one Woo, hit me how many books have you read this year so i have currently read 42 and
0: i have two on the go and i reckon i might hit because how many of, i've got to the end of a year like a week okay. right so one i'm halfway through listening to
1: Hmm.
0: so that will be done in a couple of days I reckon I could finish the other one and then I think I might start our next book in this year so I reckon I might get to like 44 and a half
1: 44 and a half yeah. That's
0: very specific. It, might, it might creep over to the new year
1: alright uh, I am currently reading book 38 Nice. for me is probably the most books I've ever read That's in any year of my
0: life and considering the what is it 13 for the podcast
1: yeah, we only started the like, podcast in July. That's
0: that's like a third. Yeah, I can't do math.
1: <laughs> I was
0: like, that is a smaller number than the number that we've read all together. We're better at words. We've than We've read a bigger book all together. That's yeah. it's grand.
1: So yeah, currently thirty-eight. Uh, I have high hopes. I want to get to forty, which is actually not that high a hope. That's that's pretty. You can, I probably, think I yeah. can n- nail that yeah. if I have to read like a very short. Thing like just a pamphlet, a, not a pamphlet. You know, like do those? Do you think those like little? You know, the little like penguin, the like gorgeous uh, like eggshell. Yeah, they blue, definitely, they definitely count. But they're usually like portions of. Well,
0: they, they're often they're like essays or. Does that count? No, yeah, that definitely counts. You think that counts? Yeah, it's yeah. got it's got an ISBN code Look, on the back. It if counts. it's if it's bound, it counts. Okay. Like a pamphlet is stapled doesn't mm. count. <laughs> if A book is bound, it counts. Okay, so all about, I can, it's all about binding.
1: I can definitely get to 40. Sweet. Cool.
0: What book are you currently reading? Did we do yeah. that?
1: Or did I just allude to <laughs> You just alluded to it. <laughs> I alluded to it. Um, I am currently uh, reading Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Oh, yeah. What's that like? Uh, oh, Did I read that? I don't know. I think I did. Everybody read, I think, Normal People was like the big talked I about book I last year. I started listening to one or the other. I can't remember which. I think. And Normal People is on my shelf, too, but I think Conversations with Friends is her debut and also very highly acclaimed. And I'm just kind of curious to see what the fuss is about. Um, I'm only like four chapters in. Okay. But so far, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's very interesting. Uh, I like the way she writes, and uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Cool. yeah. What are you reading right now? So I'm listening to
0: um, the Country Girls trilogy by Edna O'Brien, who mm. is one of my favorite writers ever and her memoir is maybe maybe my favorite memoir is just phenomenal and i'm reading it because uh typical typical me she her new book girl came out this year but obviously it's currently only in plinth form yeah so i I've can't read it. that <laughs> um so i've gone back <laughs> i've gone back to read some of her earlier work unbelievable i really want to read it i was like by the time i finished all her earlier works it will probably be out in paper so i'm audio booking that at the moment. Um, Angrily like, uh, Miss O'Brien, please send me a paper copy of your new book so I don't have to go through this hell. Um and I am also at the same time reading um The Lesser Bohemians by Eamon McBride, which I am reading. So I'm like
1: going back and forth between the two. Going for two
0: at the moment. I can't do that. I've only started to be able to do it since I've started to listen to books as I'm like walking to the shop or walking sort of oh. like on a commute because then I can separate yeah. the two. It's a bit like listening to a podcast. Yeah. Fair. So it doesn't get in the way of the reading bit. That's right. um, but I, ca- I can't, like, listen to it at home and then read at home. Like, that confuses me. Okay. It's like a travel thing. Um, yeah. Interesting. We've got those two going. All right. A
1: very, very Irish-heavy bookshelf at the moment Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw in a question from uh, a listener, a patron, and a friend. <laughs> 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 um, Lucy, uh, one Hi. of my dear, dear friends. Hi, Lucy. She says, I can often struggle to read things that aren't my usual genre or authors. Have you come up against any books so far during the podcast that you've really struggled uh, to get read because it's not your usual? And the flip side to this, have any books surprised you? I think we both struggled a little
0: bit with the idea of reading fantasy. We're we're not notoriously people that head towards fantasy as a Mm -hmm. genre. And Mm -hmm. I tend to miss that bit of the bookshop altogether. And loved the Neil Gaiman. Absolutely loved it. And we're yeah. gonna go and see it soon. Yay. Um and yeah, it totally I I was very prepared to just be like, ugh, fine, I'll read it. Blah. Yeah. Um but no, I I loved it and I would happily read one of your other works. <laughs> Mr. Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> um if you have any recommendations
1: for me. See I was uh I was less hesitant about that one because I've read Gaiman before and yeah. I just love him as a human as well. Yeah. Um but I read American Gods and already kind of got over the that sort of having to suspend reality yeah. for yourself in order to like get through it. So I was more open to that one. I honestly I struggled at the beginning of Shadow of the Wind.
0: Yeah, I yeah.
1: It was a I slow start, start well. and I was concerned that it might be fantasy at first. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like I literally texted India, like, is this with, a like, real human? Or he has a yeah, burn. Yeah. What's this burned face character? Like, is this? I don't know. Um, and so I was a bit hesitant about that one. But then I wound up, it punched me in the face at the last 150 pages. I think we both
0: struggled with that because it felt like it had a sort of magical. Like fantastical, like, ugh, it's all just a dream world or it's all that kind of I'm yeah, I, I struggled to get into that mm-hmm. with a book. And I and me, and I did the same thing, I immediately was like, I'm not gonna enjoy this. Yeah. But yeah, I I could not put those last hundred and fifty pages oh, down. God. It was amazing. Ugh. Um So good. Yeah, I I do think that fantasy, horror anything overly fantastical and magical and kind of I it just reminds me of being in a computer game and I'm not into that yeah. but then I also really struggle with romance like <laughs> oh I don't <laughs> <laughs> both in literature and in life Um <laughs> wow I yeah I'm not I can't I can't do a cheesy romance I just can't one of those I don't want to reads yeah I don't want a rom-com
1: in a book nah. I think also she asked also kind of books that surprised us so not necessarily genre specific but I think this year and like on the podcast um the immortalist surprised me oh yeah which we 100%. talked about on the episode 100%. i like thought it was going to be one thing it was something yeah, yeah, completely yeah. different it totally blindsided me did and not I loved see that it. book coming no
0: and it's one of my favorites i think actually, yeah i did not see that but even like once it got past the initial was it about four or five pages of introductiony bit yeah yeah, yeah. and that was sort of bobbing along how i thought it would yeah. and then those five pages ended and everything else was Nothing I expected, yeah. and every page was like, "What the fuck is <laughs> happening in this? Place? Who are these? Where?" I thought it was like the Secret Seven, like kids going off on an adventure. No, no, no. And what genre was that? I, I, I don't, I don't even know. know what genre that yeah, was. Yeah, that that took me by surprise. And it, like books that took me by surprise, I get Grinny, gritty, obviously, <laughs> we have to, we can't. We can't not mention Hats that Hats off to Mark we were, and his joys. We were so prepared to not <laughs> remotely enjoy that. We were that. just confused. We were just like, what is this? Do I have to keep this in my home? Are other people going to see that I
1: have this? Oh my god, I love it so much <laughs> I now. love it. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially because um, I got it in hardback. Yeah, you have a tiniest splint. the tiniest flint. The <laughs> tiniest flint. The tiniest So amazing. Um,
0: yeah, I, Good I, question, think, I think those two, yep. for me, are the, definitely the ones which which took me away a bit.
1: So that ties into the next question that I had prepared, which is like obviously a very difficult one. But um, what do you think is your favorite episode we've done this year?
0: Mm, this is tough because-
1: Obviously guests, we love every single one yeah. of you.
0: And also everyone's books were so different so as different. well. So it's not even like you can say, oh well of the crime fiction group, yeah. it would be like we've had a different book every single time. Yeah. Um, I did love the Grinny episode, <laughs> actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, it was a lot of fun. That was that was a, just a joy because I think again because it was so unexpected. I yeah. think the ones where
1: we and it went, was our first like stranger, and it was sky, our first stranger. We had no idea in yeah. any regard yeah. what we were walking yeah, into. Yeah, we with did that not one. know what
0: was happening. Um, and it was a complete surprise and the more we spoke about that book together I think the more we loved it having literally just read it so that was enjoyable for that reason um, because it was a surprise and it was entirely unexpected the joy that we were going to
1: (laughs) feel discussing that book oh god yeah Um, I think The the biggest like laugh out loud episode for me was Ocean at the end of the lane because Brad Neil Gaiman has a wormhole wormhole in his foot. (laughs) That's the that's the only episode I can quote. (laughs) My favorite soundbite definitely is that one.
0: And now every time anyone says Neil Gaiman anything, I'm like, Neil Gaiman has a wormhole in his foot. And I get some very odd looks from people. (laughs) they <laughs> they were not there for that moment um, yeah that was hilarious I think that might have been
1: my like favourite moment of the entire I guess can you say season the 2019 <laughs> season uh, was probably that yeah I laugh out loud That's like when I was editing that little like audiogram on time, Instagram. Every time. I was like in tears it's every time so I watched funny. it 8 million times
0: <laughs> it's so funny so thanks yeah, for that Brad. For, for just mega mega laughs like that uh, what gas that was that was deadly um yeah. And then I think for, like, Super Smarts, I love the Angela Carter episode. Mm. It was so clever. It was just like... And we had a dog. And there was a dog <laughs> who was like...
1: Uh, yeah, we had a dog in the studio. Yeah,
0: we had a dog, and it was it was interesting because it was a collection of books, so there were lots of different things to discuss. Again, yeah. that had some weird little quotes
1: because Angela Carter is like... She writes some words. Um for me, that is probably the, and I don't know if this comes up in a later question, so forgive me. But um, that book, or that author, yeah, is probably my favorite discovery of the year, yeah, and of the podcast because I had never read Angela Carter before. Yeah, how? How? I don't, how? I don't know. She is my perfect author. I know. Um, <laughs> so like that episode for me, like just that, just that book for me was like yeah. a big one.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And then I think
1: for, like we're just going to name all of the episodes. <laughs> I think um, that, I mean, Charlie's episode was also a laugh as that well, was it? it's with the mouse. Despite, despite <laughs> it being a very upsetting book. Um, but I think the most like, the episodes I feel are kind of like, we talked about really important stuff outside of reading. Yeah. Um, were... Um, Joe's episode and Lux's episode, yeah. So post, postcards and, and postcards and Virgin suicides. Virgin suicide. I thought were just they took us to places I didn't expect, yeah. like this book podcast they to were, go. And they we touched on they emotionally,
0: I think, yeah. carried the the longest and stuck in my mind yeah. in the same way that Neil Gaiman has a wormhole in his fit stuck in my mind. <laughs> emotionally, like those yeah. those episodes, I like, definitely carry.
1: When I think we started off like with Sonia's episode and India's episode, we were we were floundering so much because yeah. we had no idea what we were doing <laughs> and like. Thank you to them for being like the basically guinea pigs of this whole project. But I think we kind of hit our stride, I feel, with those kind of like with Lux's episode. Yeah. And and that was the first time I realized like, oh, this this can be about something bigger than just like, what are yeah. you reading? What book do you love? And like Because it, it we'd it learned more. so
0: much from those earlier episodes as well. Like we'd learned so much from reading those different books. We'd learned so much from those books and from those discussions of those books. That By the time we were sort of halfway through, we we just had more. I was, and we said this at the beginning, like the whole point of reading is that it makes you better in some way, and yeah. then you discuss it, and that makes you better, and you grow from that experience. So by the time we were getting halfway through this season, if we're calling it that, <laughs> um, I think every episode before and every book we'd read before was coming with us, and so oh, yeah. made those, the Virgin Suicides and Postcards especially, just gave them so much more depth than. Well, it was could lovely too because
1: them. the the people that were coming on had often listened to previous episodes and were like shouting each other out and like it's just created this little we've got a a group WhatsApp as well with all the guests um, which are our friends the guests um, that is just really really funny and charming and like you know people giving each other shout outs like and you know it's just really sweet I
0: can't believe you've not yet mentioned your like favourite
1: what Book of Flying yeah (laughs) my favourite um (laughs) That, that's a thing. I, like they're they're all so good, and I it's like that book. I don't know if that book's my favorite though. Oh, have you changed your mind now? Uh, no, you know what? That's probably my favorite book. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, book yeah. of flying. Thanks, Katie. I think that. Yeah, that's that li- probably that got all of your edges. Like I that. mean, it was that or bloody chamber, but yeah. I think but they're very similar. Similar. Um, yeah, so I think book of flying probably topped. Anyway, so we've basically said yeah. every episode is great. We love most. Have um, we forgotten like one person that's gonna be really mad at us? I mean Steph, but that was literally like the last episode we did and we've talked about every book. But we thought also she's probably like no offense, and I think everyone else would agree, like the coolest guest. She's based in New York. She's yeah. up to this incredible book project. Like discovering that and she's being connected Nick. with someone. That was that was it's a really bullshit. cool experience and kind of our first you know, and thanks to Mark for that because it's Mark's Mark's fault that we even got set up, up in <laughs> the first place. So we both cry at absolutely everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's, it's I cried today she when came here. and I gift. cried
0: because she was crying. And <laughs> <laughs> honestly, we are very emotional people. Mm. Um But what was the biggest
1: tearjerker
0: for you this, this year? year? Yeah,
1: hands down, the Green Mile. Yeah, like sobbing like viscerally audibly (laughs) sobbing hysterically in my flat like hysterically as you know because I sent you videos yeah like I couldn't deal with that but I've cried a lot this year and a lot of books but that was like hysterical crying yeah so green mile for me
0: uh thousand splendid sons oh god I, that like, was rough i literally had to put it down and walk away like i wept <gasps> i wept it was I, that actually as well that book may have stuck with me more than any like there's just moments in that book that i feel quite mm. often or i'll think about like it really yeah emotionally oh, like yeah it slapped <laughs> me in the face yeah oh, that i think was the, the green
1: mile was like 100 biggest cry. followed by our first two episodes or our First two episodes with guests. Yeah. So Thousand Splendid yeah. Suns and Shadow of the shadow Wind. Of the I was a mess <laughs> yeah. at the end. Yeah. An absolute mess. Yeah. Like 40 different times for 40 different we reasons. We had
0: such a rough start to this. <laughs> it was, I was fucking miserable. And we started doing this podcast that we wouldn't be depressed and then just forced ourselves <sighs> to cry for yeah. like two months. Yeah.
1: I don't remember Ugh. if I cried in your book. Did I cry? Lolita. I, you did cry when. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, we both cried and then Douglas Copeland in the, that last yeah, couple yeah. sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Love crying. It's Woo. big. How about what's the most recent cry? Um, oh, I cried a lot in
0: Testaments. Did you? Yeah. Walking down, I cried walking down Edgware Road, like tears streaming oh, yeah, down my face because I was listening to it. And it was the most horrific part. I was like, oh, Jesus. It was.
1: I honestly, I looked in an absolute state. Well, like my mom, hey girl. Um, we like to rate things in Kleenex boxes. Okay, cool. So, so like that was Kleenex. like a like, like the Green Mile was like a three Kleenex Whoa, box that's, situation. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of Kleenex. Yeah. Um, no, this is the best question, and it's sort of we've got two parts to it because Lucy asked it, but then Callum, our lovely guest from the Angela Carter episode. Yeah. Asked the same question but with like an even more specific caveat. So, um, Lucy says, "You both have pets. What genre and/or authors do you think would be your pets' favorites?" Uh, and then Callum went so far as to say, "Which book specifically would you give to your pets to yeah. read if they could read?"
0: I mean, I know the answer to this. Okay, like, you start I, off. Like this isn't even a, a question
1: for me. I'm so prepared. You've already this. thought about <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: like, I have this down. So I have two cats, Caspian and Luna. Uh, Caspian is a gloriously affectionate wonderful idiot um, and Luna is an insanely intelligent fiercely independent but loyal and kind woman Um so Caspian would definitely be one of the Lost Boys in Peter Pan. He would be reading any sort of boyhood adventure thing, so the Famous yeah. Five, uh, the Just Williams, uh, Peter Pan, any of that stuff. He would definitely be hanging around with Huckleberry Finn, minus the racism because he loves everyone. Um, he'd probably be like walking around in a flat cap or something. he's just he he's whimsical, so anything which has whimsical fun and a group of people that he just follows around and is like, I'm here too, yay, joy that is that's Caspian to a t mm. um luna i imagine sort of sitting at the table of an evening with a glass of merlot reading the poetry of <laughs> emily dickinson and sylvia plath <laughs> She, <laughs> she, would. She's definitely, she's definitely a poet she may segue into some of the plays of Samuel Beckett she likes you more sort of avant-garde literary works um, really tearing apart the emotion of language and, and putting them into some sort of creative form um, and then she would turn to Caspian in the corner sort of being whimsical with <laughs> Huck and the lads give him, give him a, a bit of side eye and then turn the page on the bell jar and continue
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can't. It's so true though, right? It's so true. That is how it would be. I haven't Um, hung out with your cats in a while, mainly because I'm deathly allergic to them. But yeah, that's pretty accurate. And now I feel like I can't even (laughs) answer in such a wonderful way. (laughs) I feel, uh, so I feel like everyone already knows, but I have a dog. Uh, He's called Bowie. He's made some cameos on our Instagram. Um, He often accompanies me on my reading adventures (laughs) with cuddles Um, he is a staffy Jack Russell cross um, and we have often commented before that him and Caspian have very similar personality types so I also think he would love some kind of action and adventure whimsical journeys I think he'd be reading all of the books you just mentioned which I haven't read so I didn't think to um, (laughs) specifically mention them Uh, Might might even go with Huckleberry Finn on some light racism, um, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. uh, Because we have had a few (laughs)
0: moments (laughs) where I have worried (laughs) about him. We're working
1: on it. He's got some white male privilege that we're we're trying to deal with. Um, What
0: book would you give him then?
1: I was thinking I would like to give him Watership Down.
0: That's... Perfect for Barry. That yeah. is perfect. Because
1: he, because I feel like he's a bit like Hazel. Like yeah. he would take charge. He like wants to go on an adventure. There's, yeah. you know, like he would be like leading the pack and like, kind of really figuring out like where we're we gonna go. We're gonna start <laughs> a new war in somewhere. Like we're gonna create. Cause yeah. you know he's a street dog. Like they found him abandoned in the street. So I feel like he's scrappy and. And he would love that sort of adventure with his his pals yeah. if he wasn't trying to chase them and kill that them. That is, that um, is, a good one yeah. That so is. I think Watership Down for Bowie. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like he might like a crime thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could you see You know, because I think he's got a little bit of bloodlust. Like, a, think, like an Agatha Christie level? Or yeah, like I think, a, you know, he's he's a terrier. So, like, uh, they're generally, I think, fox hunting. Dogs. I think so he, he does tracking and sniffing. I think sniffing. he could, yeah.
0: Maybe in Raymond Chandler, maybe one of the old lads. who's like really getting in. Yeah, getting I
1: feel like in he the could, dust could of solve things. a mystery. Although, now that you've said that, perhaps a Sherlock Holmes <gasps> yeah, adventure. Well. He's a bit crazy and manic like Sherlock. Caspian could not solve an adventure. He's like, he's a lunatic, but he's also kind of brilliant. <laughs> And he's also yeah. he's like a bit socially unaware in certain situations, yeah. but he's actually really, really smart and intuitive. Yeah. So see- maybe he's a Sherlock. Um, clearly, <laughs> we love our pets. You, you asked the
0: question, people. So have you stopped listening? Sure, you True. Damnful? I hope
1: that was all that you wanted and more, Callum and Lucy. <laughs> Probably a lot Probably more. A lot more. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted one simple answer. That is the most delightful question, <laughs> by the way. So thank you for that. Oh, next question is hard. And I haven't decided. Desert um, Island
0: books? Is it five books you get? Oh, She said wait.
1: book, singular. Oh, so we could just take one book? Yeah. So Katie oh. Eleanor, who did The Book of Flying, has asked, what is your Desert Island book? And I... It's <sighs> so hard. Part of me, my initial thought, I was like, look, I was literally, she asked the question and I started looking at my bookshelves, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I am... This one is hard for me because I love reading, obviously. <laughs> But I don't go back and read a book over and over and yeah. over again. Like surely yeah, there yeah. Uh, there are books that I have read multiple times, but there's yeah. not like one book that I'm like, I want to read the same book over and over for the rest of my life. Yeah, I I had a thought about picking reasons to stay alive by mm-hmm. Matt Haig, just because it you'd be on a desert uh, island and you might need some. Yes. <laughs> But then I thought so many of those reasons have to do with, like, interactions with other people and, like, <laughs> day-to-day life things that it might actually make me miss those things and find less reasons to stay alive because I didn't have access to any of those anymore mm-hmm. on a desert island. So I don't know about that one, although it's one of the most beautiful and wonderful books I've ever read. Surely you have an answer for this.
0: Uh, what is it between two? Like it might, so my two are um, The Complete Works of e. e. Cummings because that will just cheat that will last me a while and i i i I can't be on a desert island without having poetry with me um and i adore him and the way that he writes is so bizarre and deconstructed and weird sometimes that you get something different every time you read the same thing Mm. and i think that would stop me going insane as well because it'd make my brain have to work um and also it'd be beautiful um And I I would take Ulysses because you can dip in and out of you. Like you don't have to read it in one go. You can read little fragments. You can read it in bits. You can read a passage and then read nothing else. And it can kind of it travels. um, So it's not so much like reading a story from A to Z. It's Mm. like it's bits and bobs, and it can kind of be there with with noise and and laughter.
1: I think in that in that kind of realm, then I might actually have to go with the book I just gave you for Christmas. Which would be, yes. maybe not that one specifically, maybe the complete works of, yep. if you're gonna be allowed a complete works, then I yeah, would probably I think, take the complete works I of think Oscar Wilde. complete Wild. works is fine. Because it's delightful, it's charming, it's smart, it's comical, and then I could spend mm. my lonely days creating these characters and putting on little plays with myself. Um, <laughs> and my friend the twig, and my friend the leaf. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'd have some epic performances of Lady Windermere's fan, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe I would go with, with Oscar because, I mean, he was in exile for a while, you know, like I feel like we had, we would have something in common and I just adore him. So maybe I would take that.
0: Cool. That's a good question. I like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is a good question
0: as well. well. I already know the answer for you, but what is your favorite music bio? Well, this was almost my
1: desert island book. Okay. Cause if there's any book that I have read about 8 billion times <laughs> and every time I read it yeah. it makes my heart so warm and fuzzy and happy um, it's this one Yeah. Uh, so definitely without any hesitation uh, I'm with the band Confessions of a Groupie by Pamela DeBar my dear friend which is so weird to say <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite books of all time and uh, and it is also a music biography and I think one of the loveliest music biographies because it's not about any band in particular it's just this wonderful coming of age story in like the time we all wish we were (laughs) coming of age in in Los Angeles in the late 60s early 70s when all the most amazing music was being created and the social climate was crazy and people were discovering their sexuality and themselves and it's like this heartwarming girl discovering music and art and love and passion and um, it made me feel like less alone in the world when I discovered it in my early 20s, and I love it dearly. So, 100% hands down, everybody read it now. Okay, thanks, bye.
0: What's yours? Uh, music, 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 close, close, close. Boys, boys, boys. boys, boys. boys. <laughs> uh, Viv Albertine. Really? I, I, lo- I loved it for I, a, a few. This was a tough question because there's a few that I really, really love, but I love that because I think she changed the re- the way that memoir was written, or she brought it very much into. Um, i don't want to say like the modern era but she she contemporized memoir writing and as her her writing is so stunning um she found a voice that was i, I hadn't seen or heard before and it's so honest um, yeah. and so emotional and so beautiful um and she doesn't shy away over anything and it's just <laughs> it's just a stunning read Sorry. and the <laughs> energy in it is like
1: yeah it's it's beautiful I'm laughing just because I also read it this year I yeah. was reading it when we reconnected yeah, actually yeah, when yeah. we came up with the idea for this podcast that's exactly what I was reading and yeah. uh, <laughs> did I message you or maybe my <laughs> my other friend and I was just like how many times do these people get STDs in this book <laughs> yeah,
0: <right>? like <laughs> oh my god
1: yeah which, but like but it was, I, but I love the the like brutal honesty. Yeah, the and it brutal was, honesty. Like the, the Pamela's book, they're so different because yeah. Pamela's is so like whimsical and romantic, whereas Viv's is so like guttural so and honest. dirty and rock and roll. But it's also
0: crazy powerful because oh, it like you have like these young women that are like, "Fuck it, we can play like the boys and we're going to do it." And no, you can't join our band and whatever. Yeah, which was and they just standing up for themselves and being who they wanted to be. And then I loved. The sort of middle bit where it gets very depressing when she's like, "Hold up a second, how the fuck did I become a housewife in yep. Brighton? Yep. What happened to me? I'm wearing brown suits. <laughs> like, what the hell?" So to make <laughs> to make her life better, she starts going and singing about her sex life at open mics. I'm like, "You're the coolest fucking woman alive." Yeah. And she realizes this is not what I want for my life. I don't want this. I also don't want to go back. Like the office of her to go back into the slits and tour with But She was like, "I don't want to go backwards. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I want to build something new." And that journey of just being like a strong ass woman and saying, you know what, I don't need you. I don't need to be wife. I need to be the person that I am. And if that means uprooting everything, who fucking cares? Because I'm going to be myself and be happy. So it's so much more than a music biography. Yeah. It really put in context. Also, I live in that bit of London. So it put into context that bit of like Muzzle Hill and Crouch End. And, and it's still quite like that in lots of ways because we all still live there. And that sort of middle class but like middle class punks essentially yeah. <laughs> um, which is a weird uh, sort of a slightly odd grouping um, but that relationship with Vivian Westwood and how all those people created mm. something that was so specific they created a whole style and a whole way way of being and a way of living and it's and the music and I love to say it's I always have so looking at the music um, and the front covers and how you can they're so much more powerful than you think that was amazing but more than that it was just about a woman being a girl and, and deciding to be a strong girl, and then being a woman and deciding to be a strong woman, and not letting anyone hold her back, and not being afraid to uproot everything and try something new, because being yourself is more important. And the, and making mistakes and just like oh, I fucked up again. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Um, I just loved it. It was I found it very very powerful, and it was written so beautifully. So yeah, everyone should read that book. I loved it a lot.
1: I like them, and I also like that they're both female-written. Like, how many music bios yeah. <laughs> we've both chosen, like, badass women writers? Yeah. Um, that question was from Lux, if I didn't mention it. Um, thank you, Lux. Uh, Lux and I actually met because of that book, so she knew what I was going to yeah. choose, because <laughs> we met when I was hosting a Q&A with Pamela, um, and she was in the audience, and uh, we've been friends ever since, so... Awesome question. Uh,
0: what books have impacted you
1: or stayed with you most this year? Um, so Charlie asked that, which is something that I was also thinking. Obviously, what's kind of your the biggest takeaway book of the year? Um, mine is not only I read it this year, but it also came out this year. Um, Chanel Miller, know my name. Um, that made you cry a lot. That did make me... It didn't make me, like, weep out loud. It made me angry. Mm -hmm. And it did make me cry with, like, empathy and anger. It was, like, an angry cry. Um, So, if you're not familiar, which I would be shocked, um, Chanel Miller uh, is Emily Doe. Um, There's that massive um, rape trial in America. What is it? A couple years ago now. A few years ago. um, Where the swimmer boy the swimmer boy he was really good at swimming He's so really really good at swimming Everything. then fine. he got punished for 20 minutes of action as his asshole father said which
0: is longer than he'd swim for
1: <sighs> so angry um yeah basically it is the it is Emily Doe she bravely publicly came out this year um gave her name Chanel Miller and owned her name and owned everything and um it was I mean, I think every woman should read it. I think it's hard for a lot of women to read who have gone through something like that. Um, But I think it's so important and I'm so amazed and like, I don't know, it sounds stupid to say I'm proud of her, but like I'm, I'm proud of her and I'm amazed by her. And I think she's a warrior and a rock star. And I think she's so incredibly strong for telling her story because it must have been really hard not only to go through but then to relive and tell it again and again Um, and I just think it's really amazing and important and uh, hands down that has to be the book that impacted me the most this year and that um, I think was my kind of must read of 2019 How
0: about you? Um, I have a couple because
1: I have one that was released
0: 2019 and then some which I discovered Mm. Um, so first off I think I absolutely fell in love with Deborah Levy this year I've read like I love her and I don't know and I have for some in the past but this year I really just you're amazing um so Swimming Home I read and it's just stunning you'd love it actually and then I read um one of the memoirs and I've just completely fallen in love with her something that really surprised me and I know I've spoken to this about, about this one before is Jay Brand The More You Ignore Me and I wasn't I don't know what I was expecting I love Jay Brand as a writer she's one of the best writers i i know um of tv and then her sitcom is the best thing that's ever been on tv getting on it's clever it's witty she has an amazing ability to be silly but outrageously smart at the same time but i'd never read any of her books and i got this and i read it in about a day it is stunningly written it's beautiful it's painful it's sad it's funny it's just It's just gorgeous and it's one of the best examinations of emotion and mental health and impact and life and surviving and struggling and chat. It's just beautiful and hilarious. There are some bits in that book which just should not be funny (laughs) but are honestly hilarious. Um so she has an amazing sense of humour and is very, very clever with it and uses humour in a a great way. And I think that book probably more than anything else I've read this year, I've told people to read. You have to read this book by Jay Band. it's so brilliant. Um, so there that I've discovered and in 2019 I don't I don't think I can not talk about the testaments yeah um, which I haven't read which yet I listened to it uh, it was my first audiobook actually that I'd really probably listened to and I just watched the series and the audiobook was so well done it had different like different person doing each character it was beautifully read wonderfully written horrible in places funny in other places and then joyful in other places um it's just a great roundup to that world and mm. i think as well because some people said oh i haven't watched the tv i haven't watched it this it's, was my question yeah it's so well placed because it sort of happens in the future after where we've left off with the tv show um but you don't necessarily so it picks up some bits from that but okay. you don't necessarily
1: have to have watched that because this is my thing i matter read the handmaid's tale in high school so <laughs> a couple years ago <laughs> um so i've read that i but i've only watched i think the first yeah season which is the handmaid's tale and then the other yeah. it sort of goes off on a tangent so i haven't watched the rest yeah. so I, I was hesitant to immediately pick it up which obviously did you see how big that plinth was it's i wanted huge. it i know I i'm gonna not, get it anyway
0: i'm not holding that ever <laughs> honestly jesus fucking christ it's um, yeah it's it's cleverly done because she do, I, she could have completely ignored that TV world mm. and she doesn't and I liked that but also she doesn't use it too much so okay. you don't have to have watched it to understand I what's going I feel right like one. I should watch it anyway uh, yeah you should because it's amazing yeah. uh, but I yeah I just loved it It it's so I guess the thing with it because obviously I think I read Hamish Tale probably 15, 16 years ago I don't think I've read it since and <laughs> I would, like things should just be better for women. It's like twenty nineteen. <laughs> when I read it fifteen years ago, it shouldn't have felt like it, it was dystopian. But like I was very aware that there was a lot of shit even then for women. And things should be better now. So you like twenty nineteen. You're like, why is fucking Hammy's Tale still a thing? And the Testaments. There are bits in that which I know are happening right now to people. And this is still this dystopian world. And I think it was important for that reason, for almost the way that she's pulled people back and said, yes, I wrote this book a long time ago, and yes, it was a dystopian world, but never for a second think that we're not two seconds away from this being like. Yeah. Never for a second think that young girls aren't going into dentist chairs and being assaulted. Never for a second think that these aren't happening. And I love that she just uses very day to day, and I wish they weren't day to day, but things that happen daily on our doorsteps in this dystopia, because what she's doing then is saying, you know what? Let's it's easy to say this is just fiction, but we all need to stand up and realize that often it's reality. Mm-hmm. And that's how we stop it becoming this horror that is in this in this novel. Um so it's beautifully done. It doesn't feel over the top for exactly that reason. So you don't feel like you're in some like crazy drama sci-fi thing it just feels very very natural and for that reason it's very painful but very very beautiful
1: yeah damn i really liked it i gotta read that um i do want to give two honorable mentions (laughs) as if people are like waiting for this list um two books that did not come out this year but that like really blew me away uh one most recently um this is going to hurt by adam k which will surprise no one because it came out like two years ago and everyone's already read it but that was an unex- like so funny so painful as well um just a horrible insight into the nhs the realities of the yeah. nhs and of course now <laughs> let's talk politics um it's even more upsetting fine it's even more upsetting <laughs> in these days but that was amazing and then also uh, I just had to look at my Goodreads while you were speaking to see if I read it this year to make sure and I did read it at the very beginning of this year and then I made you read it but If Nobody Speaks of Remarkable Things by yeah. John McGregor yeah, yeah, yeah. which was recommended to me by my friend Kofi um, one of the most beautiful books I've ever read um, and definitely one of the best books I've read this year Yeah. so just want just to wanna shout those guys out boom boom what's next Read and Go for 2020 Reading goal for twenty twenty. I would like
0: to read more nonfiction. I haven't read a lot of nonfiction this year,
1: um, and I love nonfiction. I've been ending my year on a lot of nonfiction. Yeah, you have.
0: I haven't. I've not read a lot since more than the beginning of the year. I was. Mm. Um. So yeah, I'd like to. I'd I like can give to give you read some, some recommendations. Yeah. this is <laughs> going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. So mm, more nonfiction. More nonfiction. Do you have a
1: number? Did well what did f- I get to
0: like forty four this time? Mm. So I'd like to get fifty would be good, wouldn't it? Fifty is my number as well. Fifty would be nice. Because
1: And also I only
0: started reading like in like May this year. Exactly. So I've probably that's probably doable.
1: I've yeah, I I was reading like quite a bit in the beginning of the year but once we started the podcast yeah. I was like whipping through and now just, I know yeah. now it's just become like if I, I feel once naked you get without that, a book in my hands once, <laughs> <laughs> once you get that home.
0: muscle going yeah. it's like
1: you just you just whip the minute it. I put down a book I'm um, like oh god what's the next one like pick yeah. it up so I think 50 for next year for yeah. sure and then also
0: like just to get I like, still have a pile of to be read oh like, like, me too. I would like to just get through that pile by
1: <sighs> Maybe like February if I give myself that. <laughs> like, And then I can start afresh. Yeah. Cool. I think, yeah, my number is 50. I think specifically, I guess, we'll call it a, a reading resolution. <laughs> Just because I fucking love alliteration. Um, I think, so you want to read more nonfiction. Yeah. I, like, um, poetry plays, like, mm. I go back
0: into that world because I haven't, I
1: guess, oh, I don't want to, <laughs> the thing is like saying it. Especially saying it here means I have to hold myself accountable. Ugh. Um, I want to read a couple classics. (gasps) I can recommend you some. Yeah, figured. Uh, Yeah, I want to brush up. Shut (laughs) up. Um, But Beck has just given me guys. I have to tell you, I cried. (laughs) Beck has given me the most amazing. Book, which maybe this will be my reading resolution. Okay, she found. She found anyone that knows me or anyone that's even bothered to listen to this podcast and doesn't know me probably knows enough by now to know that David Bowie is my favorite human that ever lived on the planet. Um, And on any planet, on any planet, he's been on on all all the (laughs) planets. Um, And he's my favorite space alien too. She found this book. Mm, That's so crazy. It's a plinth. It is what is it called? Bowie on Books? Bowie reads. Bowie's books. Bowie's books. It's called or the Bowie's books. books. Of Bowie or something. It is a book of all of these books that Bowie has like read or mentioned. Like it's this basically reading list of books that David Bowie loved. And it even has what Bowie song you should listen to while you're reading these books? And it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And a lot of them are classics and those like yeah. books where you're like, oh, shit, I should have read this. So I think I will oh. be taking – I'll kind of be skimming through and trying to read as many of those books um, as I can. So I think I'll start with those. And there's some definite, like, big classics yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, although I didn't see any Austin songs. <laughs> Um, but that, day. that's my reading resolution and thank you for the best gift ever you're very welcome <laughs> what's the next question
0: uh, looking forward to the year end wrap oh my god it's Gail taking a break?
1: oh hi Gail <laughs> hi Gail hi, Merry Gail. Christmas Gail Merry Christmas mommy I love you and I miss you um, what did Gail say uh, are you guys taking a break or will there be episodes as usual <laughs> um
0: did we decide that I made a decision this oh, morning okay cool a decision us. has been made people um if you are not aware of this now my job is just to turn up which I do on time every time and, and Alison am always is everything late. else so she's always <laughs> late and obviously I I do my one job and I do it really well I'm always here on time and every time Alison's like I think I might be a little late today
1: but I also edit the podcast. Exactly. Well, look, you do your job. I do and... my job. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, mum uh, and other valued listeners. Gail. Gail.
0: What can we do for you?
1: Um. So, we are taking a slight break. Yeah. This is mainly because... We have books to read. We have so many books <laughs> we want to read. So, I, this morning, made the arbitrary decision that we will uh, start... Releasing episodes again in February. I think that's a good idea. So we because I said
0: I wanted to get through my pile by February.
1: So we're taking yeah. a little break just to feed our uh, reading addictions uh, from a personal yeah. kind of perspective, and also to record a few episodes so we can kind of get a little bit of a backlog and and not have to kind of rush episode to episode next year. So there's definitely some really awesome books coming up and some really cool episodes in the works, but we're going to take uh, we're going to take January off to get everything ready for you, and then we will be back in February. So try not to miss us. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll still be all over the social medias talking about what we're reading <laughs> and asking you what you're reading and um, all of that. But yeah, we'll take a, just a, it's only basically two episodes off, really. Yeah.
0: I feel like I can speak for Gail as I've also just heard disinformation for the first time in that that's totally fine, guys. <laughs> honestly. I'm, Thanks, mom. Uh, yeah, I just, I want to speak for everyone out there who's just hearing information off, off the cuff. that's that's that um next next what is the best thing that's happened for you this year apart from this podcast obviously like is that a a general (laughs) question or like a book question
1: non-book question oh this is what's like the highlight of your 2019 (sighs) i quit my job yeah i was gonna say my (laughs) top no that's good (laughs) yeah it was good that was a good I thing had a very very health.
0: stressful job yeah. and it was driving me insane and I quit it and it was yeah I've been a lot happier since oh I had um no I think my favorite thing of this year is being um working with the kids so I work with some kids from an estate in South London and this year I was able to take them up to Bristol to meet an interview and make a film with like just the pioneers of civil rights in this country these 90 year old guys who um just fought so that black people could have (laughs) the same opportunities as white people yay and i took these young kids um to go and meet them and they made a short film about that experience and that was amazing and it was incredibly um really puts, puts life in perspective i think when you sort of there's these 92-year-old blokes that are still fighting for rights and equality and then there's young kids that are still living in a world which is built of discrimination and prejudice and it was a very savouring moment and to watch those kids complete that and be celebrated for it was a pure, pure joy. Um, so yeah, I think that's
1: my oh, that's so that lovely. was my favourite moment. God, I wish I'd gone first. Um, <laughs> I, this has been a, Good year. Yeah. This has been a good year. Um special, special mention <laughs> goes to um going home from my brother's wedding. That was I love seeing my nieces and my newest baby niece and seeing my family who I haven't seen in a really long time and welcoming a new lovely, wonderful sister into the family. Um was wonderful getting to see Gail. Uh, <laughs> and my grandma and sing show telling uh, Alexa to play musical songs and then singing while drinking wine with my mother and grandmother was like epic um so that trip was great but I think <laughs> this is so cheesy compared to yours and so much less like amazing but um I started a new job with a dog food company that I love and not just because I'm an insane dog person which obviously I am it's I'm, tails.com just in case if you've got a dog and you're in the UK or France uh I now work for tails.com which basically makes tailor-made dog food but we and I were customers for a long time so I'm a customer so obviously like there's the brand loyalty anyway I also came in wearing a tails.com hat and a tails.com backpack today I'm like fully drinking the kool-aid but um it's really really lovely to work for a company that is doing something that I'm Passionate about, which is you know treating dogs, which are to me like the most important part of the family. Um, my dog has saved my life; he's the best thing that I have. Uh, like treating them as individuals and and valuing them for the special individuals that they are is amazing. And then the bonus is that all of the people that work there are equally passionate about it and passionate about each other. Like I just had to plan our Christmas party and execute it, which was like the biggest craziest things like you know here they throw a party for like 150 people um and you've got two months to do it but we pulled it off and we had this like awards ceremony thing as part of it and there's like shortlists and like basically everyone nominated each other. There were like 300 nominations and then there was shortlists and people were like cheering for each other and like crying and hugging. And I was just like doing the slideshow on the <laughs> side, just like, oh God, I want to work for this company. And then I was like, Oh my God, I do. Like, <laughs> it's just really, really nice to like love where you are and love what you're doing and love the people you're doing it with. Um, so shout out to tails.com. I'm such a nerd, um, but I'm very happy. And, but we gotta prove to start coming into the office. Woo! So, yeah. So yeah, that's my best thing this year. Anyhow, uh, a lovely question from our dear friend Joe. Uh, what have you learned in the process of creating this podcast? Wear headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wear wear headphones. As from a from a technical perspective, uh, I've learned that I say um a lot. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I've learned that it's better to podcast wearing headphones. But I think I've, emotionally, what emotionally have you learned? I
0: think I've learned, um, and this sounds stupid, or maybe it doesn't, But and I know that we've spoken about it a lot, but I think um, there is one great joy in in reading and in literature and, and giving yourself that space to hide in um, or exist in or, or fight in or whatever it is you're doing in that little world. And then there's a whole other joy to sharing that world with people and bringing them into it and creating just a new a new place where it's like everyone exists with this same story but they, you know it's like a new little bubble of love which you can't really get from anything else um mm. and it's it's a really mad it takes that book that you have loved in your little world and it turns it into something that creates love between people and that's fucking cool yeah well
1: said. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've learned the same. Um, <laughs> I do. Ditto. This. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, I think that obviously is kind of the biggest thing. Like, it's such an incredible way to get to know other humans is through the books that they love. And I I think, like, I knew we were on to something when we kind of came up with this idea, even though it wasn't fully kind of formed when we came up with it. Um, but it has surprised me how much more it's given me and I think us um it's given me a better understanding of some people I already knew it's given me a beautiful understanding of some people that I've only just met and now I hold very dear because there's something so personal and so wonderful and so intimate about sharing books that mean something to you especially you know in the cases of some of them that mean so much for you know specific reasons of you know mental health or sexuality or or you know there's this amazing bit of sharing that we've been able to do with some people um that was a surprise and an absolute like wonder um and then I think as well on a personal level um Puck, I'm gonna get emotional um this will be the second time
0: you cried in this episode <laughs> I might
1: cry here she goes uh shut up um i think that
0: i can't know i'm starting to i have
1: learned that like i thought forever that music was like the only thing that i was like good at (laughs) um and the only thing that would like fulfill that creative emotional place in my heart and oh my god i'm sorry this is unplanned bullshit right now um and this podcast has become something really magical and beautiful that I didn't know that it would become and has, like, opened up all those kind of same places in me that I really shut down when I lost my voice and um, couldn't do music anymore. And um, and it's kind of created that outlet that I, I knew I needed, but I didn't think I could find another way to feed it. Um, and... That has been uh something that's kind of saved my life this year, I think. So um Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> a thing. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, I entirely agree with that. I think as well it's um <sighs> when we started doing this, I think God, I was miserable. Like I just I was not I just wasn't happy. I was in a job that I just it was killing me and I was unhappy and i felt very lost i felt like i'd lost the person that i was and i was always this creative person i did all these things and i had no ideas left my brain was gone i did not feel confidently myself and that was a really hard place to be it's this it's really difficult when you're like who the fuck am i like what am i doing and none of these people would know me and this is bizarre and then we started doing this i'm like oh there's my voice there it is that's who i am that's what i do that's how my brain works that's how i think and feel and that's okay, and I'm happy there, and other people are happy with me there, and I just feel so much more alive because these are the things that I love. I love books, I love words, I love searching, I love creating, I love having that adventure, and I love sharing with people that joy of creativity. And I didn't have that, and now I have that, and I am by far a better, happier person for it and I do not want to go back to being very miserable. (laughs) Oh my God, anyone that put up with me. I'm so sorry. Um yeah.
1: The funny thing was the next question was what has starting this podcast meant to you looking back on the years? I think we're pretty much covering that too. Um (laughs) so it's all of that. And uh just There was
0: a bit I think I think we spoke about this in a very fact because there's a bit in reading Lolita when she's talk about um, homelessness and not like necessarily physically but in herself like feeling mm. so lost and not feeling at home in herself and how the only place she could find that was in books and I think you sent me that passage when you first read it mm. and You're like this is how I feel like I, I don't know who I am and I don't know where I am and I don't know how to find that again and so we started the podcast with reading Melita where that that is the question and we've kind of ended it with the answer which is just fall into the things that you love with the people that you love and just hold them very dear. And don't worry about anything else. If the bombs are falling around you, you still have those things. Inhale,
1: exhale, and read. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, thank you for coming with us on this journey this year. Thank you, Beck, for doing this with me, this madness. I will always turn up. I will always tell you when and (laughs) where you tell me (laughs) when and I will be there Um, I love you it's been
0: a joy Um, and thank you for all of not just the people but the books that you have given us because I like, without a doubt every single one has shaped me in some way um, and given me something to think about and something to feel and to be able then to have shared with other people afterwards has, has been amazing I feel like I'm passing on that torch of love that people have had for them so
1: yeah So thank you to those who have listened and interacted and shared with us this journey and shared with us their books. And um, I'm so excited to keep doing it. And I'm so excited for what we're going to discover in 2020. Um, And we're going
0: to need it in 2020 because the world is (laughs) fucked, people. So honestly, (laughs) if you need to hide from the mad shit happening outside. Do
1: it with us in this bomb shelter podcast studio. Come into the
0: bomb. Of course, by then we'll all have bomb shelters anyway. But... You can come into ours, and
1: we'll go hide in a good book. Yeah. So um, thank you, and we'll see you in February. Until then, uh, then. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And you can stay in touch with us on the interwebs in the interim. So find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at YaoPod. Uh, please join the Facebook group and chat to us. We want to hear what you're reading and what you want us to read.
0: Um, if you if you would like to come and join us in, in the bomb shelter and, and share <laughs> a book, any book of any genre, of any shape or size, you know the drill. Um, you can apply on theoutapod.com. Let us know what your book is. Let us know why you love it. Um,
1: And we will be happy to to read and share that book with you. Yeah. And uh, if you want to get us a Christmas gift, um, you can support this podcast on Patreon. Um, There's some bonus content that we finally started (laughs) uploading on there. Um, So you'll get, um, we've got bookmarks and pin badges and all sorts of things that you can get for supporting the podcast um, for as much or as little as you want. Well, can I just say though, as we we end off and we end the year, Mm
0: Team Paper, we are, we are we are winning, people. Don't let me down in twenty twenty. <sighs> I love you. I just had a horrible experience in foils.
1: We've got this. All right, hardback lovers, you're gonna get,
0: You've all got a lot for Christmas. Uh, so. Assemble
1: twenty twenty. <laughs> apply. You got to join my team. I need you on my team. All right. Yes, you took twenty nineteen, but not by much. Not by much. Not by much. So, 2020, I'm coming for (laughs) you. I'm ready. (laughs) And on that competitive note, (laughs) we will leave you to uh, Father Christmas, and I hope that you find many a book under your tree in the morning. (laughs) Happy happy Christmas reading.
0: Happy happy Christmas reading. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: Your Own Words is hosted by Alison Dunning's and Becky Graham. It is recorded in London at the Pitch Room in Runway East, Soho. Theme song by Natasha Pasternak. Read along with us at yowpod.com.